Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, did Ubisoft exploit speedrunners for QA testing? So there was a bit of controversy recently with Ubisoft and a Prince of Persia speedrun competition. This was the original post which has been deleted. In case you missed it, Ubisoft hosted a $10,000 Prince of Persia speedrun competition and have now patched the game to get rid of the skips people used to compete. Essentially, they used speedrunners as free QA testers. And there was a community note explaining this wasn't exactly true. The $10,000 speedrun challenge category rules specify that major glitches, exploits, and out-of-bounds tricks are prohibited. The patch glitches were from regular speedrun attempts. So basically, it wasn't as if Ubisoft watched these speedruns that were used in the competition and went, oh, that's a good glitch, and nuked it out of existence because the glitches that were patched were not used in this competition. Coincidentally, a mod of mine, Karim, was actually involved in this competition and seems to know quite a bit about speedrunning this uh, Prince of Persia game, which I hear is actually quite good. Although apparently it didn't sell as much as people wanted to because it, it apparently is a really, really good game. He says here, to add on to this, since I joined this challenge and scored 21st out of over 180 runners, the major glitch they patched was not used in the challenge rule set, but was used for the full game glitched runs, which made you invulnerable, removed textures, and was triggered by casual players a lot, hence why it was patched. So it wasn't them nuking speedrunners, it was an actual glitch that was affecting casual players. As apparently this is the glitch. Yeah, so he's not getting hit by stuff. You and this texture's missing and stuff. Yeah, this this looks scuffed as hell and it didn't look like there was much of a setup to even achieve that effect. Krim goes on to say, the other thing they patched, which was used in the challenge run, was honestly a skip that only the speedrun people knew to skip a power-up was an eight minute time save, which honestly I think no one playing casually would find it out as the way to do it required a certain trick. They didn't patch the trick, but patched the skip itself. And thankfully we found another way around it. So this one, perhaps they did patch because it had something to do with speedrunners. Who's to say though, right? But this glitch, as far as I'm aware, was not used in the actual competition either. Oh, I see. So it's just you, you keep additional height and stuff. So a sequence break. As he says here, explanation, attacking up and down extends your airtime, and there is a forgotten wall collision that we used to perform that skip. They patched it to make the wall we used to grab onto ungrabbable. There was a lot more game-breaking stuff found, which they didn't target, but they weren't used in the challenge. Also, one more interesting thing is that they were using AI voice acting in the game, which they later patched. This is one of the Twitch sub-messages voices, I think Ivy or Emma. But it's forever led astray. I can enlighten you. If you wish, I can light your way through some of Mount Kopf's darkest corners, if you'll allow me. How could I refuse? That voice is used so much in Twitch streams. Is that actually AI? Like that automatically is extraordinarily cheap that they're using. It's a Google or Amazon just basic bitch text-to-speech thing, right? Is that actually AI? Yeah, it is 100% text-to-speech, but I guess I never really made the connection that text-to-speech, those basic ones would be considered AI. Because we've had text-to-speech for like a decade or something. And so just in my mind, I guess I d d distinguish the two. I don't think basic text-to-speech can be considered AI in the modern context. That's the way I look at it as well. When I think of AI voices, I think of people mimicking 
other people's voices. Was that how the original text-to-speech things were made? I don't know enough about it, but this seems to me more a, just a, a, a cheap placeholder thing that maybe was left in the game rather than them trying to clone someone's voice. In interesting though. Maybe they saw it as a cost-saving measure that they didn't think people care about. Who knows? So thank you for all that additional context, Grim. It doesn't seem as though Ubisoft necessarily did anything wrong in this case. Glitches do get patched out of games, especially those that are affecting a, a casual audience. It does not seem, as this original person said, that they were using speedrunners as free QA testers, which, to be fair to this person, they admit later. They said, I've done the right thing and deleted the Prince of Persia post. I genuinely never expected it to blow up. If I did, I wouldn't have hastily put it out before I went to bed without properly researching the situation. The last thing I want is to be responsible for misinformation. Good take. I'm going to give you a like. You, you, you do good. See, it got 2.2 million views, 23k likes, a community note, multiple death threats, 40 follows, and an Go Nintendo tweet article. Truly got the whole Twitter experience into a house. That is the uh, long and short of it. All of us are wrong sometimes, chat. I don't blame that person. And especially when you're like just a little dude where, you, where your average tweet gets like a dozen people seeing it. I can understand why you aren't potentially as uh, rigorous as say a person with a bit more of an audience. The bigger you are, the more responsibility you have to not tweet complete bullshit, you know. One bug cost me five hours on Power World. So as you guys know, I really enjoyed Power World, put 75 hours into it, beat the game, at least as much content as exists currently. But Power World just released a patch. Bunch of stuff, major, majorly fixing bugs and stuff. But one thing they said down here is they fixed an issue where, although the displayed capture probability increased when the capture power was strengthened with life monk effigies, the capture probability did not actually increase at all due to an internal processing bug. So we spent hours upon hours being like, man, this has like a 10% chance to get captured, but I've thrown like 30 balls of this thing. Like, is this just me getting really unlucky? Or this is just like, the probability is incorrect. And some people would spe speculate like, oh, there is some rumors that there's actually a bug where the probability isn't working correctly. We didn't know that for certain, but this is now confirmed that that is a thing that existed. And that sucks because we can assume that at least like five hours of my playtime would have been removed if the, the capture rate was accurate. I threw, Ball after ball after ball. People in chat were like, man, th this is some patience and commitment more than the average person has because most people are just giving the fuck up. But I'm like, no, I will get this thing. It's uh, frustrating, but happy to know that's been fixed and uh, happy to know that they're fixing these things. But I wish they'd done it when I was still playing. So get those five hours refunded. Yeah, they should pay me some money. Take two strikes down a video covering the GT5 leaks. So there was a surprising turn of events in our little GTA online community. Moore's Mutual Insurance, a great content creator, I'm sure you know their stuff. They released a very well done video titled The GTA Source Code Leak Discovery and showed off some stuff from the source code leak that happened a while back where we learned a lot about GTA 5. But unfortunately, surprisingly, video unavailable. This video is no longer available due to a copyright claim by Take-Two Interactive. As he says here, it was good while it lasted. You know, video unavailable. This video is no longer available due to a copyright claim by Take-Two Interactive. Now understand, Take-Two automatically claims like trailers and the in-game movies or the in-game TV shows and stuff. They very rarely actually give you a copyright strike, which is what this is. You know, those things where if you get three of them, you lose your account. But of course, after like three months or something, they drop off. So it, this isn't a huge danger for Moore's Mutual, but it does suck because the video was pretty damn good. I'm sure many of you probably saw it. It is still clear that however widespread this stuff is, and like I'm sure you could find this stuff if you really wanted to, 
Rockstar is still keen to take this stuff down. If you recall my video that's somewhat similar to this, everything Rockstar took from you, GT5's Ultimate Missions, where I talked about some stuff left in the source code of the game and all that jazz, that stuff wasn't filmed by a leak. It was stuff that Rockstar themselves put out, however inadvertently, stuff that was just left in the actual game files, the stuff that you can buy and comes with your game. And, and that's why this kind of stuff doesn't get taken down. Even though it might be stuff Rockstar doesn't want people to know, who knows? Because it didn't come from a leak, Rockstar doesn't seem to care. Or I should say Take Two doesn't care. I often conflate Take Two and Rockstar. For I know Rockstar loved more Moore's Mutual's video and wanted that to stay up, but they couldn't keep it up. Whatever. Take Two, not a fan of anyone using leaks in any way, shape or form. In the same way that when there was the, the leaks about GTA 6 and we all made videos about it, even those of us who didn't include any of the footage, like I myself got my video claimed because I had like a blurred version of the footage in my thumbnail. Rockstar, Take Two, don't like leaks. And if you make videos on it, especially if you show any of it, apparently they will still kick you into a volcano. Like it probably makes sense that Take-Two and Rockstar do not want people to be profiting from stealing material from them or, or what have you. Like they try to reduce as much as possible, not only its reach, but the value in attempting to steal stuff from them. Like obviously Moore's Mutual himself did not steal anything from Rockstar. It sets a bad precedent, I suppose, in their minds if they let this stuff stay up. And it's like, oh, you know, just hack into Rockstar whenever you want to, steal some stuff, make some fat bank making some YouTube videos. I guess that's all I have to say on the issue. Kind of sucks, but I kind of understand. Are we entering a wave of AI voice theft? This was an interesting post from Daily Dose of Internet. Is this legal? What the heck? From Bradley here. Popular mobile game company Voodoo has cloned your voice using AI for their Paperio 2 advert on TikTok. Most of the people in Paper.io2 don't know about this secret level. If on your username you type Thanos like the Marvel character, you'll unlock a secret Thanos skin. But the interesting part comes when you play a game with it. You are playing the Thanos gloves, and your objective is to collect all the six gems from the Avengers to erase 50% of the map. In this new mode, you are alone against- Look, look, that's enough. But what were they thinking? It is definitely Daily Dose of Internet, but could this happen accidentally? That they just grab a random voice from somewhere and don't realize that it's like one of the biggest content aggregating YouTube channels of all fucking time? If they did this intentionally, like, why would you take the risk? I mean, I'm sure there is value to Daily Dose giving his endorsement. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be worried this would blow up in your face? So that's the concern. Almost like, not that they would do this, but that they would be willing to risk potential backlash or a lawsuit or something. like. I mean, a lot of this stuff does happen and people just can't be fucked going through a lawsuit because a lawsuit is always a pain in the ass, right? Like my expectation, if I did something like this, was that the person would just reach out and be like, look, I don't like this. And you'd be like, okay. And you just move on. That old adage of it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission is an asshole thing to believe and do, but it is true. If they did this intentionally, knowing they were ripping off daily dose of internet, I'm sure in their minds, they were like, what's the worst that could fucking happen? And honestly, they're probably right. <laughs> Nothing is likely going to come of this. It's just a, it's just shit. So there's this video by Tom Scar called Tom Scar's Guide to Plagiarism, which I've talked about before, where in this, he talks about many different instances where people have just wholesale, obviously, ripped off someone else's work or duplicated in some way, cloned it, and nothing bad has happened. It is fairly obvious that in the vast majority of cases where this sort of stuff happens, where a person gets ripped off, even their voice, nothing comes of it. It is only in cases where there's some degree of certainty of punishment where people's behavior is actually influenced, right? And if this stuff very rarely gets any sort of punishment, it's naturally gonna be the case that more people are gonna do it. So I wonder if moving into the future, 
more stuff like this will happen. One day, when your boy Dark Viper AU is 10 times the size he is now, people are gonna be cloning my voice to uh, hawk shitty products on TikTok. It might happen. Probably not though. I'm not that famous. As we talked about in that AI video related to Ned Luke, I think there should be some leeway for people to clone people's voices in a way that's obviously a clone to make memes or jokes or what have you. But when it comes to commercial use, especially advertisements for things that, even worse, for things that, you know, the person themselves may not support, that kind of stuff is is not is not on, right? Bare minimum should get permission for that, but obviously the original person should get some money for it, you know? The hilarious plot hole never explained in Dragon Ball Z. So there's this channel called Lonely's Archives. He used to have a different channel, but it's just a bunch of memes where he, he mashes up different scenes from different parts of Dragon Ball Z and tells a different story or a joke or something or something weird happening. A lot of them are really funny. A lot of them are ridiculously popular, getting millions upon millions of views. But one that I found particularly interesting was this one. How is the view from inside the auras? Where you can see Goku here with his Ultra Instinct aura thing where he glows like silver or whatever. And then this is his vision where he's just got like the aura is obviously over his eyes, so he can't see. And when I watched this, I was like, I have never considered that. I don't think I've ever seen this like addressed in any show ever, where you have a character who is like covered in fire. It's not hurting them obviously, but it's obviously in front of their face as well. And it's never acknowledged like, how can they see? <laughs> it's like in the same way that, uh, you know how people turn invisible and their eyes aren't visible. And it's like, then how can they see? Cause they can't get, Light at that point, they should be blind. The only time I've ever seen something like this addressed was by Brent Weeks in the book series Lightbringer, a series that I, I finished a couple of months ago. It's really, really good. In that, some characters are able to get invisibility cloaks, like sort of the stuff that Harry Potter has, right? But when they put it over their heads, because they're an actual cloak to cover themselves entirely, they are blind. They cannot see. So they have to like train themselves to always be looking down so the, the cloak hangs over their heads so they can't be seen, but they can still look down at the floor to know where they're going. <laughs> and every single time one of these elite assassins were on screen, I'm just thinking of them like shuffling along, <laughs> looking down <laughs> and looking so stupid. And I found that so funny. But yeah, it, I wish more shows addressed this sort of disconnect, uh, this sort of odyssey. But I can understand why they don't, because it, it to some degree takes away from the experience. If you want to check out Lonely Archives stuff or, or this clip, feel free. They make good stuff. Some very funny Dragon Ball Z memes. Do people miss my old editing style? So continuing this long trend of various messages I've received where people are like, I don't like your content for X, Y, and Z reason. This was an interesting one on Twitter from a TF2 snake. I haven't watched your stuff in a little while because I'd rather have your videos to have less over-exaggerated editing. I'd rather watch something of yours without 10 edits slash effects added in like 20 seconds. Do people really perceive all of my content this way? I will admit that there have been some all awards episodes that have kind of ended up like that, even despite my attempts to like tone them down a bit. But I will stand by every one of my videos that I've released and I will say personally, I've liked all of them. There's not a single video on my channel that I personally would not be like, that's good shit. What is wrong with you? My channel does have a larger variety of different editing styles because I have no interest in having one consistent style of video for the entire channel. I'm more interested in allowing people to create things that I think are good. I have many different editors who do 
different things in different ways. I'm generally speaking happy with that. It is just when things go a little bit too far, like what has happened with Red, and I get a lot of pushback from people, that it makes me a little bit hesitant to, to be that free with such things. Because obviously when you cultivate an audience that has come to be used to one particular editing style and has come to your channel for that editing style, when things change a lot, it's understandable that some people won't like it. Some people will like both the old and the new style equally. Some may like the new style better, but there will always be some people who are like, this ain't it chief, this ain't my thing. And there's nothing that I can do about that. Even my own editing style has over time gotten faster, allowing for less scenes just to sit with dead air. I'm not throwing in a sound effect every 10 seconds like some people, but my own stuff, I am more used to things being faster paced. So if you liked the old days of the original, how this even ended, where you might get like a, a minute of stream footage where like very little happens, that stuff doesn't happen these days. And I think it's for the better. So I'm sorry to everyone that I've inadvertently pushed away by the way I do things now, but I do think this is the best way that I can do things. And I hope you give my content in general a chance because it's not all edited exactly the same. If one thing isn't to your taste, the next video will be probably more to your taste. May as well try. And of course, you can always just watch the VOD channel, which has no editing effectively, except the beginning. And then you can have all the raw live stream content that you like. What will never change is me asking for you to like the video and subscribe to the channel. I will also never stop thanking you for watching and I wish you all the best as always.